Having passion is owning success, but how can we find passion? Every Monday, Passion Says Success helps you find your passion through the lens of successful individuals. Because, like Steve Jobs said, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. Join me every Monday to learn how others have found their passions and how you can do it too. Our guest today is Erica McDuffie, a very dear friend of mine, and she is a director at a cybersecurity company called Coalfire. And this year, Erica has been recognized as one of 2021's top 50 most influential women in technology. And without a doubt, Erica has tons of certificates and years of experience in the cybersecurity field. And she is also known to be an advocate of technology, diversity, inclusion, and she is a great leader. And Erica, we have actually never met in person, but you have impressed me the, from the very first day we knew each other. Uh, even as all virtual, you have been an inspiration for me and I am so proud that you're here in the show and thank you and welcome to Passion Says Success. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for the kind words and the warm introduction. Um, the sentiment is mutual. I, you inspire a lot of us as well. So thank you so much for having me today on the show. I'm excited to get to talk to you today a little bit more about my passion and how it has impacted my success. Yay. All right. So with that, let's go right into the content because I'm sure that's what everybody waits for, right? So um, I have digged through your profile, right? And anyone who knows you might have noticed that you have two degrees and both of them are a mix of business administration and information management systems. Um, so how do you come about choosing these mix because there are so many options out there, right? Um, can you share with us your story? Yeah, absolutely. This is a great question. Um, it's a little bit of a story. So I grew up um, having a family member who worked in the government space, um, actually dealing with cybersecurity um, very early on. So this was like very early on government work, um, but I grew up hearing about cybersecurity as a job, but not necessarily at what the options were. So when I first started um, my program in college, uh, I declared a generic just, you know, business degree, um, knocked that out fairly quickly. But as part of doing the management basis, I mean, that is something that I always really cared about leadership, management, um, understanding the the needs, the um, motivators, the stressors of individuals was something that I knew was going to help me out regardless of what career path I chose. And since I was able to do it with minimal credits, I, I figured why not do that degree and also focus on my passion, which was computers. And since, since I've, you know, since I've been, a little, since I was a little girl, I was obsessed with technology. I mean, my parents had to take it from me so I could go to sleep. And even then I would go take out my little Harry Potter lamp and stick it under the sheet so that I could be working on anything to learn new information, just, you know, whatever technology you gave me, I wanted to absorb it. And I was obsessed with it. So for my 
for my family, I'm sure it was no shock to find me here in this field today. Um, but of course, you know, at the point, I didn't know specifically where I would be right now and that I would have found a specific niche within cybersecurity because at that point, um, computer information systems or computer science were really the only two ways to get that technical degree. There wasn't a cybersecurity undergraduate path. Um, there was a concentration per se where you could pick specific classes like ethical hacking, forensics, um, a lot of coding classes, of course, you know, to get you the introduction and a good baseline into technology. So um, I think it was after my first my first few coding classes, I remember getting really high marks and I remember feeling, wow, okay, this is something I need to pursue. But at that, at that point, I felt, okay, maybe I'm going to focus on development and I'm going to focus on secure coding. And this is something that really interests me. And so, you know, that's what I started kind of dabbling in and what I wanted to really explore at the time. So I'm still in college. Um, I finished the management degree and I'm piggybacking on that and getting the computer information systems degree. And that really helped to bridge that gap because I was able to do the concentration with the cybersecurity courses, but also get to experience, okay, what does it look like to be a software developer? What does it look like to be, um, let's just say someone who manages SQL databases? What does it look like to be a systems administrator? I mean, I got a lot of, I really took advantage of courses so much so that I maxed out my uh, credit hours for my undergraduate degree. So if any of you are in Georgia and have heard of this HOPE scholarship, you know that the HOPE scholarship covers only a certain amount of hours. Well, yeah, I exceeded those because I was too busy taking classes and wanting to learn. So um, I graduated with both of those degrees. Uh, of course, I had already, you know, taken a few internships and kind of found my niche. I would say um, from then on, it was full force. You know, I graduated, I think, on like a Friday and I think I started a full time job on Monday. It was one of those things where I knew exactly laser focused, you know, where I was going to go. And I had full faith in myself that I was going to find the appropriate next steps as I continued to like learn and grow and fine tune those skills. It was such a story. Oh my God. I, I, I said it earlier in the, in the show that you are my inspiration and there's no doubt. You are so great. I mean, look at you. You have full faith in yourself, right? And then you're so eager to learn that you max out of your credit hours. I mean, <laughs> it is such a story. Um, and I noticed that you share in the beginning, you're kind of not sure because the only thing you knew was like computer science and cybersecurity, kind of. You're still not sure that it's going to be your passion, but you still push yourself out there to try it, to give it a shot, right? And mm -hmm. turns out it is the right option. So I love it. Even uh, for the listeners, if you are not 100% sure, uh, but it is one of the things that show up in your life, right? So why not give it a try? Yeah, absolutely. And I would add to that, you know, the biggest difference. So if you think of computer science and you think of computer information systems management, I mean, it's called different things at different colleges. They might call it management of information systems. But the two programs, I mean, really, the difference is 
in compute, if you if you go the computer science route, you want to hone in on those development skills, and it's going to be more heavily focused on coding and um, that that deeper dive, right? Whereas with information management systems, you're able to understand the technical depth as much as you want to, but you're also doing a higher level of, okay, well, how do we manage all of these components? You know, there's a lot of different aspects of it. So it's a little bit of a less technical route. So my advice for anyone listening out there that's, you know, kind of, hey, I'm interested in technology, but I don't really know which of the two programs to pick. I would just start taking some coding development classes because either way they will fit into either one of the degree programs more than likely. Just confirm with your uh, academic advisor that you're taking the right one so you get that credit. Um, but that's the best way to weed out and say, okay, how technical do I want to be? How technical am I willing to be? Is it enjoyable for me? Do I want to pivot? And I think that's when I really realized, okay, I am... I, I like to have social social aspects in my job, right? So for me, um, the information management system classes were, were at that point bringing me more excitement. And so that's why I chose to take that over the computer science cl uh, classes. I totally can resonate with that. <clears throat> so a lot of people who take computer science courses, I have the impression that they have to be like super technical, right? And the only thing I can do is doing hardcore coding. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, right. And for me, it just doesn't work. Um, I need some social aspect. I need some human interaction. So for me, I also have a mix between like business management and also computer science. So uh, don't lock yourself down into a specific option, right? Keep it open. Totally love it. <laughs> so, so go back to your cybersecurity passion um, and how you are led into this field, right? Um, I, based on what you you shared, it seems like you were exposed to it since you were a little kid, um, right? So, um, mm -hmm. is that the point you started to realize this is your passion, or is much later in life? What would you say? So, I would say that I I always knew I was interested in it. But I will admit to you, and I will admit to the listeners here, the fact that I was exposed to cybersecurity from more of a legal lens and a contract lens and the government lens, I, as a younger individual, felt, hmm, law school may be a good thing to do after getting this baseline of cybersecurity. After I got into the cybersecurity field, I realized I don't need that to be fulfilled. I'm actually so invested, so excited about all of the things that I get to do. Why bother going back to school and doing law school when like, you know, I may not get to do the hands-on things that I get to do now. And I'm really glad that I chose to make that decision because uh, just, just how you said, you know, we always have to be ready to be flexible and like evolve. So not setting yourself in this box. So I already knew I wanted the tech, right? I knew cybersecurity was something I wanted to shoot for, but I didn't know what types of jobs were out there. And because the only jobs I had seen in cyber were related to government work, that's kind of where I felt like I would fall in. It wasn't until I had, um, I would say... The biggest impact um, in, make, in me identifying that this was my passion would be one of um, my mentors, Matthew Conda. 
Matt, I hope you're listening. Um, Matt Kondo was the first person that really took a risk like on me. He really bet on me. He, um, he runs Gemari, a security firm. Um, I was focused on the app security side, doing some static code analysis, more of a pen test type shop. He was the first person to really just take, take a chance and say, hey, you want to learn security? All right, let's do it. And so I started working with Matt. And Matt is somebody who really made me love it, but also gave me such amazing insights into how beautiful the networking in cybersecurity is. And what I mean by that is he connected me with some really amazing mentors. He, com- he, uh, he connected me with women that were much older than me, who were very successful in their roles, who were absolutely willing to take the time to, to tell me what they do in cybersecurity. And of course, it was different than what Matt did. And they had different things to offer than what Matt did. Um, but Matt, Matt was the first person that took that chance on me. And so, you know, I still keep in touch with him. And I try to keep in touch with all of those people that have really helped to pave my way. But uh, yes, have mentors ask questions because they are going to help skyrocket your career. And oftentimes it also helps to build that accountability. So I think it was once I started seeing just how much potential there was that I just, I mean, my, the passion just like naturally flew out of me. I was like, wow, there is just so much room for growth here. There's so much to do, so much opportunity. And you know what? I'm not alone. Um, because that was the biggest thing I was worried about, to be honest here. You know, when I was in school and there weren't that many resources, you know, it's not like it is now where, you know, LinkedIn is this plethora of like, hey, we have all these LinkedIn influencers that do cyber and are willing to share. We didn't have these podcasts where we could tune in and figure out, you know, um, what is so-and-so doing in cyber? And can I talk to so-and-so and pick their brain? You know, there were not as many opportunities. Um, and so just having that kind of network, having the comfort that like people were interested in my development and knowing that there were a lot of things out there for me to, to, to tackle. That's where I really realized, man, I'm passionate about this. I want to see this through. I am willing to jump around, dabble in different areas of cyber until I find my niche. I, I love it that you are not the first one in the show who talks about or mentioned their mentor or like the first ever mentor they ever have that put them into this path. So that's what I noticed uh, in general. So it seems like having mentors is is such a great thing, right? And I do double on that. I mean, you also as mentor to me time to time and I learned so much from you and so many other people. So yeah, definitely do have mentors and try to be a mentor yourself as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's always- I I think that's so important too is paying it forward, you know? Being that person that you wish you would have had or maybe that person that you did have and making sure that you're prepping that next generation of the workforce. And um, that's something that I know all of us do. Kim, I know you do it. I know a lot of our uh, friends in our friend group like to do that. We like to give back to the community. And I think it's something so beautiful about this cyberspace is that we're all so passionate 
that you can tell. I mean, you can tell from our voices, you can tell from the conversations we have in LinkedIn, you can tell from like the comments that are going on on YouTube. I mean, everything that you see, you can tell, hey, these people actually like what they do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, you can, you can always tell. Um, and then um, speaking of um, networking, that's another great point to touch as well, because um, if people have exposed themselves to different fields in computer science, it is very easy to notice that cybersecurity have such a special style of networking. It's the atmosphere is just so active and so different, right? Um, so yeah, do take advantage of that if you are listening and you want to take, um, you want to be in cybersecurity field because the networking is just, it's amazing. It oh, is, yeah. yeah, it's just every day, every day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's something that we do every day. <laughs> Friend a few people, connect, and yeah. always have, you know, a nice little introductory message if you're connecting <laughs> with someone. Hey, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast or, you know, saw you speak at whatever conference, you know, those are, that's how you build your network and that's how you build connections. And um, there are people out there that are willing to help. There's people out there that are willing to listen and people that may have opportunities for you. You just never know. So it's always really great to keep uh, an open mind when you're networking. Absolutely. All right. So let's circle back to your passion, right? Um, and let's discuss money. You know, when talking about passion, a lot of the time people don't mention about the money factor um, and how it should affect our decision in choosing our passion, right? Um, because I have noticed that a lot of the times, many people struggle between choosing, can I stay with my passion versus I go earn money? And I personally just think that why not both of them? Why you cannot have a passion and earn a lot of money using your passion, um, right? Because it is so important to keep yourself passionate and excited, but also you need money to afford your daily lives, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think this is such a great conversation that not enough people have. Um, my perspective on it is follow your passion first. I mean, I can tell you that when I was starting out, I was not making much money. And that was okay because I was doing something that I loved. And it was something that was giving back to me and giving back to me in the sense that it was more than just monetary. It was, I have fulfillment. I am meeting my goals. I know what my development looks like. I, I believe that if you are able to really hone your passion, the money is going to follow. That money is going to follow because your hard work will be noticed. The passion obviously will turn into you being more laser focused. It, I mean, passion just organically turns into higher, higher quality of work a happier employee. So you don't have to pick one or the other. I mean, I am fortunate enough that my passion has been something that has allowed me to live a good life. But, you know, I'm not one here to say, hey, yeah, I was making a ton of money starting out. No, with everything, you have to nurture it. You have to work hard. Um, I'm very big on set good set goals for yourself, set smart goals for yourself, manage up with your manager, you know, take your development into your own hands. Like if you know your worth, you know that you're capable, put yourself out there and let your manager know, Hey, 
I think that I'm capable of more than you're giving to me, you know? And, and I will say that that's how I've been able to really skyrocket my success is by not only setting those goals, but to manage manage up and to remind my my superiors of my capabilities and of my willingness to take on additional responsibility and to really just like my my desire to learn and to grow and continue to um, not not grow stagnant if if you know if you want to call it that because I've seen so many people in the industry that are just you know they get into a complacency level and for me that's, that's not something that's where I would start to be unhappy. So for me, I always have to continue to raise the bar for myself. And I have to continue to do things that make me happy and give back to me. And so um, when we were talking about the the mentorship and the networking, you know, even podcasts, like those are things that make my heart happy. And so not only does servicing my clients make me happy, but I get to do all these other things to give back that fulfill me in ways that you know, I probably wouldn't have if I hadn't found this kind of passion. That's true. So it sounds like cybersecurity is that one true passion of yours, right? And then from there, uh, you started to branch out into doing other different things, but everything is still around cybersecurity, but you're inspired to do other things. Yeah, because cybersecurity is so much more than just cybersecurity and the day-to-day job, right? You have leadership, you have development, you have training, coaching, you have people management, you have that that duty of empowering your staff to take on more role responsibilities, to share that passion with others on your team. Um, I feel like it is so extensive that, I mean, you go to a cybersecurity company that is a large scale and you're going to find departments for just about everything because there is so much to cybersecurity that you can have departments for everything. Technical writers, you can have technical quality reviewers, you can have assessors for each framework. You have people that just write white papers. You have people that just focus on assessments. You know, it is so streamlined. But on top of that, you have people that are focused on only talent and development for cybersecurity, right? And this is within organizations. So I've found that cybersecurity has allowed me to connect all of my other skill sets that I'm also passionate about, like giving back, like inclusivity, you know, being a minority of a minority in this field, you know, for me, it is, it's huge to give back and make sure that we're recognizing other females in this space, that we're hiring um, diverse candidates, right? Um, I don't want everyone to look the same. I don't want everyone to think the same. I want to avoid groupthink and I want to bring people out of their shells because everybody has such a unique perspective to to build back into the, into the workforce. So those are things that I've been so passionate about. And I think it really has set me apart from my other counterparts in jobs that I've worked because my passion has been far more than just, Hey, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do, I'm going to do my job and then I'm going to go home. When you have true passion, it is far more than that. Like 
you do something exciting and you are glowing and you can't wait to tell somebody about it. If it, if you're under NDA, it is so sad because you can't share it with anybody, but you know, inside like, yes, this is a huge win. Well, so, oh yeah. You can totally you know tell feeling. the difference. Yeah. Somebody just come in to, I'm just going to complete nine to five here. I'm going to go home versus somebody who's happy about it. And the, and it's just so different and you feel it too, right? You're so excited. You don't want to go oh, yeah. to sleep. You want to get up so early. You just want to get oh, yeah. back right into it. So. What else can I do? What else can I learn? <laughs> Am right? I staying on top of everything? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, there's just so much. And I think if you're not passionate, you're likely not going to be super successful because you're not going to have that hunger and you're not going to have that drive to consume the resources in front of you. That's absolutely true. I think so. Yeah, for I do really believe that if you want to be successful, you need to be passionate about what you are doing. Otherwise, it's just going to be something, a task to be done, right? It's nothing yep. to be excited about. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. So you mentioned diversity and women and how you advocate for this, which I love so much. And I have experienced it myself as well. You have been a great help in this community for women like me. So there are some myths out there about women in tech, right? Um, that we are not welcome in this field. So what is your take on this based on your experience? Yeah, so my take is a bit mixed um, in experience. And I will say, I have to give the community credit for how far we've come while still acknowledging that we have a ways to go. So what I mean by that is I definitely have seen a big push in hiring, you know, not just males, not just white males, um, but hiring black males, hiring, you know, women that are not just, you know, HR personnel, hiring women into cyber roles, right? I was actually the first um, on my immediate team. I was the first woman hired on my immediate team um, as as a cybersecurity consultant within Coalfire. And since then, we've hired a plethora of women. I mean, I would don't quote me on this, but I would say we're probably about 40 percent on my immediate team of women versus men, which is an incredible like statistic, I would say we have made amazing strides in making sure that we are being inclusive. Um, what really excites me, Kim, and I will have to tell you as somebody who is involved in the hiring process, is a hiring manager, obviously, and gets to interview a lot of amazing candidates. One of the things that I've been most impressed about and really happy about in the past couple of years is the increase in female applicants. Because when I was studying computer information systems management, I was usually the, the only girl in those classes. If I was lucky, there was one other girl. But now I am getting female applicants over and over and over again in these programs. And that makes me really happy because, hey, there's, there are more people that are catching on that are saying, hey, I can do this. I can conquer this type of degree. It's not just a male dominant field. And so that always makes me really happy. And of course, you know, when it comes to the interview processes and things like that, um, we are, you know, obviously going to be an equal employer, but 
in my heart, I'm always just so happy when we do get an awesome female candidate that we get to add to the mix because I just can't wait to be part of their journey and to empower them to learn from, you know, mistakes that I've made, mistakes that, you know, I've seen other women make and uh, just, you know, to help be that kind of um, light to help them as they're, you know, getting their grasp of the field of the community and how to navigate, you know, difficulties that come around. I mean, I have had, like I mentioned, my first, my first mentor was a, was a man. And he was a huge advocate for, for women. He put me in contact with a lot of women. I know that this is not always the same and not a lot of people have the same experience. And I've definitely been in situations um, to be transparent where it has not necessarily been men within my organization. It has been men at other organizations where I'm coming in and having to work with them. And I have noticed, you know, a certain... Uh, vibe, I'll put it that way, um, directed towards me versus what was directed towards my male counterparts. So all that to say, I think we are making great strides in that way. It's more about how do we continue as leaders to nurture the generations that we are coaching, both male and female, so that we can have more inclusivity and more equality as the years come by. Absolutely awesome. I always think that you should be in a TED Talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're so inspirational. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I have so many things I want to keep discussing with you. The conversation with you is just always so um, great. I, I could do it all day, but um, because the episode has the limit of time, right? So um, before, uh, we are coming to the end. I want to ask you a question that I ask every guest on the show. So if you have to choose maximum three things, what's your favorite thing about cybersecurity? Hmm. So my favorite thing in cybersecurity is that I am always challenged. And that is something that I need based on my personality. I always need to be challenged. I need to feel like I'm always being used to the fullest potential that I have. And I always, I'm so hungry for knowledge that I always need to be learning. Those are top three things that I need to be happy and to feel like I'm being successful. And so luckily, this is where passion sets that success. Because if I didn't have that passion, I likely wouldn't love or feel those ways about my current job and about the field in general, because, you know, job aside, whatever company you're working for, you're still going to demonstrate those qualities and you're still going to live out those values that you've set for yourself. Absolutely. Awesome. And um, for somebody who is um, stepping into cybersecurity, do you have any insights or advice you want to tell them about this field? Come in open-minded, come in open-minded and come in eager to take on any opportunities presented your way. I know that I get countless messages on LinkedIn. Hey, how do I break into the field? Everyone's journey is different. So my biggest advice is keep an open mind, start to do some research on your own, figure out what domains really speak out to you, spark your interest, start putting yourself out there, have conversations with people that are in roles that you have seen open that may seem interesting to you. Because here's the thing, 
a lot of those job titles don't really mean what the job is day to day. And a lot of those, like all of those job postings, a lot of the time I look through them and I'm like, woo, I don't even know what that is. What would I be doing day to day? So my biggest recommendation is go ahead, do the research, reach out to people. But when you reach out to people, have a call to action. Don't just message people and expect them to be willing to help, right? Put in, put in your effort, you know, I would love it. I would love some of your time to pick your brain about this role. Here's an intro on me. Here's what I'm looking to gain out of this. And then, you know, that way you're not expecting things. You are just asking for someone's time and someone's guidance. And if you handle it the right way, there are plenty of people out there that are willing to help you. And that will, um, that will help to kind of guide you in the right direction And to be honest, some of it may be trial and error. So that's why I said, keep an open mind. You may try a role that will lead you into another role that will lead you then into your dream role. And so just know that it's not a one way kind of career path. You can get there in multiple ways. You just have to make sure that you're always listening to your goals you're, you're resetting and making sure that you're on track with what you want to do and that you are living out a life that you want to live, right? Because life is more about more than just about work and collecting a paycheck. And that's why I was, you know, I was saying when you find that passion, the money will follow, right? The happiness will follow, the success will follow, but everything is based on passion and that's the core of it. And that is the, to me, that's, that's the key to being successful. You have the passion, you need to execute on that passion and it'll all fall into place. I totally double that. Um, I, For me personally, I didn't go a straight way uh, at all. I go through many, many different fields until I realized that that's the one for me. So yeah, totally agree. Um, all right, so I want to wrap it up uh, with a last question. I know you are... Um, also a host of a cybersecurity podcast, right? And that's your way of giving back, another way of you giving back to the community. (laughs) So can you share with us a little bit more about this show and how can the listeners find the show? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. So um, I am a co-host on the Hackers and Hexen podcast, which is hosted by the ITSP Magazine. It can be found on the ITSP Magazine podcast website, along with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of your main streaming devices. This podcast is really designed to provide you with life hacks and with those tips and tricks that you may need to navigate difficult situations. We cover topics such as imposter syndrome. We talk about, you know, being a minority in the workplace. We talk about, you know, um, branding, branding 101. Also, a lot of different guests from walks of life that have different perspectives on how they got into cyber, um, what their what their story is. And uh, it's a great way to kind of tune in and figure out some of those soft skills that you may need in order to be successful. So I will say for those listening, does not have to be, you do not have to be a cybersecurity professional to tune in. We like to keep the podcast a little bit higher level. So don't think that you're stepping into a technical uh, cyber podcast. This is more about the topics that people aren't currently discussing. 
that sounds very, very interesting. Um, I am one of your followers. That's absolutely no doubt. <laughs> and yes, the topic is all from different people, different uh, fields and background. And they're all, um, yeah, you're right. The talk that people don't discuss so often about. Um, so yeah. And um, for the listeners, the link to Hackers and Hexen podcast will be posted if you're watching on the screen. If not, it's going to be in the description of the episode. And last but not least, where can the listener find you and connect with you if you know they want to look for a mentor or just want to discuss cybersecurity stuff? Yeah, sure. So I am more, most easily found on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn, you can find me under Erica McDuffie. Uh, for those on the screen, you're seeing the URL. If not, that is Erica, E-R-I-K-A, McDuffie, M-C-D-U-F-F-I-E. And you should be able to pull me right up. I would love to hear from you. Please let me know you heard uh, me on Passion Set Success. And I would love to hear from you. Woohoo, looking forward. So do connect with Erika. She is a very helpful and uh, very easy to talk to, um, a lot to learn from her. So once again, Erika, thank you so much for being here, sharing your story um, and just giving back to the community. I love all the story you share with us and hopefully I can see you in another episode. So thanks again for being thanks, with Passion Success. Yay. Thanks for having me and I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in Passion Says Success a show built to help you find your passion through the lens of successful individuals. If you have enjoyed our show, please like, subscribe, or give us a five-star review wherever you are listening. If you want to show us support, please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash passion. Your help means a lot for us to keep the show going. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please submit a request at findmypassion.click. Thank you and see you next Monday.